What's going on, my fellow Lumberjacks? Super excited to be here together and continuing our series with the Michael Zuber, author of One Rental at a Time. Mike, thanks so much for being here. Absolutely, man. I look forward to these conversations all the time. It's such a blast, guys. The amount of knowledge that you have to have to A, write a book, but then teach a course <laughs> on that book is truly mind crushing. I mean, the amount of data this guy puts out and the amount of content he puts out, oh dear Lord, you know, talking to some folks on my team, they're like, do you think we'll, we'll put as, as much content as Zuber? I was like, no one can put out as much content as Zuber. <laughs> no, no one can. So this guy is an absolute machine. Love the stuff that he brings to the community. You know, his focus really is, you know, families and helping people get their money right and changing the conversation in homes, which I love. But, you know, my focus really is, and our focus here at Lumberjack Landlord is really that 18 to 28 group that says, guys, we got to get you on the property ladder as soon as possible. And here's the things you need to know and weight and balance and all that good stuff. But one of the questions I get pretty often, Mike, is, you know, flip or hold, you know, okay, did you buy that property to flip it or did you buy it to hold it and redo it and then rent it out? And so interested to understand and just kind of dialogue with you, what you mm -hmm. see as, is there a criteria that you use to say, I'm going to flip this one, or I'm going to hold this one? You know, what's kind of that evaluation process that you're going through as you're looking at a given property? Yeah. So I'm going to answer this with kind of two stages of my career, right? Because I think it's important for people to realize, right? When I was working full-time and traveling the globe and the world, uh, I had such, such little bit of time to kind of yeah. find deals, right? That was, I had two deals, right? Find deals and secure capital. That's all I focused on. Mm -hmm. So my job was solely to find deals. And that meant for us was buy and hold, right? The only right answer for us for the first 15 years was buy and hold. That doesn't mean that some outside force couldn't come along and we ended up flipping something. The one property we flipped during those first 15 years uh, was a property that we bought secured, locked up, and then the federal government released an $8,000 tax credit for first-time homebuyers. Didn't see it coming. It was total outside force. But basically, the property we bought doubled in price in like 90 days. Yeah. And I'm like, huh. Okay. You know, A, you know, do you think this is a trend that will continue? And I didn't think it would because I had seen inventory just come on, right? I, I talk about doing the work, looking every day. And I knew that inventory the supply of inventory coming was going to eventually dwarf this little short-term blip of demand, right? Because again, yeah. it did pull people off the sidelines. And I frankly took advantage of that, right? We, we had an artificial blip. I still think about that house because it's the only house we sold during that 15 years that I intended to keep. But again, what did it do for us? It, it added roughly six, uh, six figures to our nest egg so we could keep buying going forward. Uh, so when you're, when you're busy, when you're following the one rental at a time approach, don't get confused. Uh, you're, you're trying to add cash flow. That said, now that I'm financially free, I have options. I've started flipping properties when it makes sense. I generally speaking know what I'm going to do with that asset going in. Right. Be, the reason I say that is because a rental quality remodel is about 10 to 15% cheaper than a, what I call pride of ownership remodel. Yep. And thus I need to know what I'm going to do with that asset. So I'm pretty I'm pretty certain what I'm going to do with that asset, whether I'm going to add it to our portfolio, which yes, we are still growing. Yes, we are still doing deals. I think we added six units last year and I'll add more units this year. Uh, but for me, it really just, it's, it's the decision going in. Yeah, Mike, What do that, I want to do? Yeah, Mike, that's awesome advice. I mean, because I think that, you know, in, in my evaluation of things, it is 
we buy it for a given reason, but you just said it perfectly and probably didn't even know that you said it, which was, hey, the government all of a sudden offered this new program and it you know, made my property go up a ton and it was making sense to sell it. Guys, the first and foremost, you have to be able to pivot. Do not yes. tell the market that it's wrong. It will yeah, own no. you. It will yes. own you. And it will make an example of you for all to see. So don't do that. You know, and it's like, you got to go with what the market's telling you to do. We bought a property recently and we said, yeah, absolutely. We're going to get into this one. And this is a great rental fits our portfolio, exactly what we do. And then we looked at what the government did with, you know, some of the new changes and such that they have coming. And it just was one of those things that made the property absolutely skyrocket in value. We said, Mm -hmm. okay, we're going to pivot. We're not going to rent this one out. We're going to sell it. Yeah. So guys, I promise you, if, if something changed in my market, suddenly my assets were worth 50 or 80% more than they would have been. And I deemed it short term because of external yeah. stimuli, dude, I'd sell everything I own because I've been doing this game a while. I know, I, trust me, I will sell everything that somebody wants to overpay for. It's okay. <laughs> I'll wait. Yes. Yeah. It's, it's a good thought process and behavior to have people. If they're willing to pay more, let them pay more. You know, it's yeah, just especially overpay, right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, on, what's really funny, Mike, and I'm not sure if you're experiencing the same thing, but the market moving so quickly, what I used to consider an overpay now appraisers are telling me I'm low. Oh yeah. I've started to sense 20. Right? This has been a weird year. Weird. It's going to change though. I mean, again, real estate investing people. I mean, you only know this because when you look every day, that's right. I promise you, as we get to the summer, or later this year, inventory will be up, demand will be down, builders will be cranking, and and we will have forgotten, you know, offers waiving appraisal conditions and inspection conditions. Uh, people don't realize that this will change faster than they expect. It's it's funny. So take advantage. If somebody wants to throw a hundred grand at me, I'm gonna pick it up. Yeah, yeah. I mean, far be it for me to be discriminated towards what cash people are throwing at me. I will take it. Yep. I've met me. I'll take I've it. seen every me time. do it every time. Yeah. That, yeah. Every time. <laughs> You know, and it's funny guys too, because, you know, the reason I brought up my example was because, you know, I'd bought this house for $115,000. We put about 65 grand into it. We were into it for 180. We did a really nice remodel, rented it out for two years. Then that family left and we were like, all right, well, maybe we'll rent it out again. And then I called my broker and I said, Hey, you know, what's something like this worth right now? Well, I told you all the numbers already. I already had 180 into it, but I rented it for two years and made money on that. And, and I won't, I, I, I won't even tell you how much money a month I was making on a single family in New Hampshire, but it was just downright criminal. It was just, the numbers were insane, you know? And so I said to him, I said, well, maybe we should just look at this and potentially sell it now. He goes, yeah, you know, yeah, let's take a look at it. And so he put it on for 275. And I was like, yeah, you know, we'll see how that goes. 30 showings day one on a Saturday, 30, 30. So apparently we hadn't scared them off with price. Apparently not. And we had 30 showings. We had multiple offers. When it was all said and done, that went under contract for 305. 275 for 305. And I know my market pretty darn well. Pretty darn well. And for us to be that far off, I basically, you know, after embarrassing my broker and saying, I didn't realize that you couldn't price things within 12% of the market. Maybe I should look for a new broker. Uh, Of course, he laughed because I was just joking. I adore him. Um, yes, yeah, but, course. but, it, but again, 12%, 12%, yeah. that's crazy. That's... 12%. And good news is it financed out, right? Mike, cause there's always that risk wow. of what happens if it doesn't 
qualify. It doesn't finance through. What happens if the appraisal comes in low? It came over yeah. the 305 that I already thought was high. But that's what I like about the wow. appraising in many levels is it's largely based on the math. Yeah. No. You know? Yeah. And again, this, this, uh, I will, markets get wonky, right? Do. I've been doing this 20 years. 06 got wonky. 2010 got wonky for a totally different reason. I think 2018 got wonky for multifamily, meaning big commercial stuff. Yeah. And, and 2021's wonky for, uh, for single family again. Uh, use it to your advantage. But here's the deal. You can only know it's wonky by being in the market every day, right? Daily right. execution. It doesn't take a lot. It's 10 or 20 minutes. Daily execution allows you to go, this is not normal. Uh, because again, when you spread out our experience over 20 years, real estate's you know, kind of boring. But when you when you collapse it down to a six month period, oh, it could be crazy. You will you will instantly become the favorite person at every at every party because you know about real estate. And right oh, yeah. now, everybody <laughs> is into real estate. Holy lord! And so, as yeah. soon as they know that you know something that they don't, which quite frankly, if you spend anything more than ten minutes on my channel or ten minutes on Mike's or reading his book, I've got news for you: you're going to know infinitely more than they do. And yeah. you'll be invited to every party. So it will drastically increase your social profile as well. <laughs> yeah, man, you want to, you want to talk about being famous, talk about being wealthy and uh, you know, making tons of cash. You'll be, you'll be, you'll be invited back. Yeah. Yeah. All the, all of a sudden my dance card filled up. It's shocking. <laughs> Mike, thanks so much again for the time taking us through this one and uh, where can everyone find you? Just do yourself a favor, type in one rental at a time in Google. It'll take you to my YouTube, IG, Amazon, Audible. Uh, I'm, I should be easy to find. Yeah, guys, worth its weight in gold. I beg of you, invest time in yourselves. Mike, thanks so much again for the time. Everybody, this is Matt, aka the Lumberjack Landlord. We will see you again soon. Thanks, everybody.